Hi, I'm Carmen LaBurge. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Mornings with Carmen LaBurge. Encouraging you to live as an ambassador of God's kingdom in the world. This is Mornings with Carmen LaBurge on Faith Radio. If we're going to fly, we fly like eagles. Arms now wide. If we're going to fear, we fear no evil. Arms now Well, good morning, good morning. Um, We had a great first hour today, and so let me encourage you, uh, if you missed it, to go pick it up as a podcast later today at MyFaithRadio.com. So more than a dozen Democratic members of Congress yesterday were, I'm going to use the term arrested, although, you know, if you're just arrested and you're never handcuffed and then you're released and you never actually go get your mugshot and all that, I don't really know how arrested you are, but anyway... Some 17 Democratic members of Congress were, they're using the word arrested, so, and then uh, released because they didn't miss subsequent votes that were taken on the floor of the House. So it didn't take very long. This whole process didn't take very long. Um, they were at a, a an abortion rights rally outside of the U.S. Supreme Court, and they were physically blocking traffic, which is illegal, and they failed to move when the Capitol Police instructed them to do so, and they made quite a show of being escorted away, including one particular member of Congress um, who represents a district in New York City, acting as if she had been handcuffed. Now, let me just say this. If you're going to act as if you've been handcuffed, then don't periodically wave to the crowd. Because when you lift up your hand enthusiastically to wave to the crowd, it becomes obvious to everyone in the world that you are, in fact, not handcuffed because that is not how handcuffs work. So um, what is going on here? I think that there is an effort for people to demonstrate or act like they're making a real difference by their individual um, action when what they really need to be doing is making institutional reform, which is much harder and takes a whole lot more work. But for real lasting change to occur, institutional work has to be done. It actually requires work and building coalitions of actual decision makers and then actually making a decision, like enacting a law that moves your agenda forward. And so I'm not suggesting that I agree with the position of these particular individuals who were demonstrating yesterday and were, um, you know, I'm going to use the word arrested because that's the word that's used in the news, but it doesn't feel like a real arrest. Anyway, uh, these people who were arrested uh, yesterday in front of the Supreme Court, that is um, that's like an Instagrammable moment. That's not institutional reform. And so if your job is to be a lawmaker and that's what you've been elected to do, then get inside your office and start figuring out how to improve this ordered liberty and create justice for all. And while I disagree with the position that these particular individuals take on the on the subject before us, which is uh, access to abortion in America, I mean, while I vehemently disagree with their position, I also think that if they're going to uh, 
lead or hold themselves up as leaders, then they ought to do the hard work that is before them to do, which would be make some laws. So that's one of the things that did happen yesterday in Washington. The House of Representatives did vote to pass a bill that would uh, provide, and here's the language, protections for same-sex and interracial marriages. Um, this passed with bipartisan support. I told you that it was uh, going to be before them um, either yesterday or the day before. I can't remember when we made reference to this this week. It is uh, it is the so-called, and I use that term because I don't think this is a Respect for Marriage Act, but that is what it's called. It's called the Respect for Marriage Act. Uh, Nancy Pelosi described it this way. This legislation guarantees that no married couple can be denied equal protection under federal law. Um, She went on to say, this is really very important from tax provisions to Social Security benefits and more, even if the court were to erase marriage freedom, God forbid. So let me just say, if you are going to include God um, in in your public appeal and you are a lawmaker, then you ought to be um, aware of and following what God has said about something. Because if you are asking that God would forbid something, or to the contrary, you are asking that God would bless something, then you ought to know what God forbids and what God blesses. And what Miss Pelosi misses here is what God has forbidden and what God has blessed. So the so-called Respect for Marriage Act, which passed in the Congress, uh, in the House of Representatives yesterday, would notably repeal the 1996 Defense of Marriage Act, which expressly defines marriage as being between one man and one woman. So do I like the so-called Respect for Marriage Act? No, I do not. Do I understand why Congress is taking this action? Yes, I do. Will I seek to help my member of Congress um, uphold the sanctity of marriage as originally intended by God and defined in the opening verses of Genesis and confirmed by the words of the life of Jesus and in the letters of Paul? Yes, I will. We have a unique opportunity today to talk positively about what marriage is. When somebody says, oh, did you hear about the Respect for Marriage Act? You and I need to be ready to say, hey, I actually um, agree with what it says in the Bible that marriage should be held in honor among us all. And I actually agree with with how God defines marriage in Genesis and how God defines marriage in Revelation and how Jesus confirms the definition of marriage as between one man and one woman um, in the Gospels. Are you interested in having that conversation? Is that the kind of marriage you're interested in respecting? There you go. Be ready for the conversation of the day. Be the smartest person in the room. Get read in. And don't just walk around and act provocatively. Actually get to work. All right, Bill English is up next from BibleandBusiness.com. We're going to talk about doing business in an increasingly hostile time. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LeBurge, and this is Faith Radio. Bill English is back. You can find him at BibleAndBusiness.com. Good morning, sir. Good morning, ma'am. How are you today? 
Oh, I am well. It is well with my soul. Um, yeah, let's talk you. a little bit about doing business in increasingly hostile times. Um, what's going on? Let's start with Starbucks. <laughs> Starbucks is starting to close stores in Los Angeles and San Francisco and elsewhere because some of the stores have vagrants coming in and doing drug deals. Maybe they're sitting in the bathroom for hours at a time uh, shooting up. Uh, there's violence that's happening outside their stores and inside their stores, and they're saying, A, we don't want to put our employees at risk, and B, we can't uh, make a profit when there's violence uh, in our stores, and so we're going to close some of them. So that's that's what Starbucks is doing. Walgreens is doing the same thing in San Francisco due to uh, promiscuous shoplifting. You and I have talked about that here in the past. Uh, on this show about how um, San Francisco is not enforcing shoplifting laws, or I think it was what nine hundred and eighty dollars or something like that, mm-hmm. where you know if if people shoplift up to a certain dollar amount, the police are just going to let it go. And um, Walgreens is losing money in five of their stores there, and so they're they're closing shop. And I don't blame them. No, I don't blame them either. Um, and so when you just uh, when I think about. Um, like the the whole bodega uh, situation in New York City. Um, and we see those images and those pictures of those tiny little spaces where there's just a ton of stuff packed in. I mean, there's just barely room for even one person. And um, I, I'll tell you what com- what comes to mind, Bill. I, I see in our future um, what I have encountered in other parts of the world where the entire shop is actually behind bars, and the shopkeeper is inside and you walk up to the bars on the outside and you ask them to bring items you're interested in purchasing up to the bars and you pass your money through and they pass the items through. That is how shopkeeping is done in other parts of the world. And I I fear that in some places in America, that's where we're headed. Well, we already do that at banks, <clears throat> right? And we already oh, do that. Oh, see, banks. interesting. Mm-hmm. We already do that when we buy tickets at a, at a stadium or, or for a concert or whatever. We do that when we um, when we exchange currencies at the uh, airport, that kind of thing. So some you know some businesses lend themselves to that, and I think rightly so. But what you're lamenting is the, basically the ability to browse through um, a, a series of packages, products, whatever you, just, you want to call them, and. Um, uh, and, may, and then make a choice. And yeah, I think that's going to be increasingly lost. And the only things that will be left available to you to actually touch will be things that the store doesn't care if they lose. <laughs> Maybe a stick of gum. I don't know. Mm, so interesting, interesting. All right, we're gonna um, we're gonna take up next a conversation about a story related to Hertz. Um, And let me just ask you, if you've ever driven a rental car, could you imagine that while you're driving it, being pulled over by the police, guns drawn, taken out of the vehicle and arrested for um, for theft of the vehicle? Oh, and if your kids are in the back seat, yeah, they're going to be put in protective uh, uh, government custody until it's all worked out with Hertz. And that might take a couple of weeks. Yeah, that whole crazy story up next. You're on Mornings with Carmen. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Mornings with Carmen. As you know, this is a rebroadcast of the live radio show carried on the Faith Radio Network. There's a lot going on at Faith Radio. Tons of free resources just waiting for you and for you to share with others at MyFaithRadio.com. How does that all happen? Well, it happens through listener support. So Faith Radio, Mornings with Carmen, 
all available because of listener support from listeners, well, just like you. If you're a supporter, thank you so very much. If you'd like to become a supporter today, just visit MyFaithRadio.com. And again, thanks for being a part of what we do every day at Mornings with Carmen. I want to wake up, I want to restart, put the drum beat back in my heart. I need to be revived, bring me back to life. All right, we have an ongoing conversation going on in the text line um, uh, about food. I don't really know how this came up, but there you go. I don't know. You can text me anything, whatever you're thinking about. Maybe people are a little hangry this morning. I don't know. Uh, the number is 877-933-2484. Bill, let's talk yeah. about, oh, hey, we're talking with Bill English from BibleandBusiness.com. Um, let's talk about Hertz. Like, could you tell us this story? Because this this is crazy. Yeah, well, you set it up really well before the break. Um, apparently, they don't have good processes internally, and so they lease out these cars. And then they think uh, another part of the company thinks the cars have been stolen, and so that part of the company calls the cops. Cops go after the people and arrest them, and sometimes they're in jail for well over a week. Uh, some of them lose their jobs. Some of them have their kids watch them get arrested at gunpoint, that kind of thing. And it, apparently it's not an uncommon, how do I say this? It isn't just a one-off or a two-off event. Apparently there are hundreds with Hertz uh, that have experienced this. And, uh, and, and it's now working its way through the legal system. But this is really bizarre when you stop to think about it. A, a company, yeah, you, you almost have to ask yourself, what business is Hertz in <laughs> that they think this is a good idea to call the cops on a, on a okay. stolen car. What's what's the weirdest or strangest or most disturbing uh, car rental experience you've ever had? Oh, I've never had a bad one. I, I <gasps> tell you, but, but I, I'm mm-hmm. serious. I rent. I for ten years I was a road warrior, and I rented with Avis sixty seventy days a year. Never had a problem. Okay, so I um, was with some colleagues, fortunately. I'm really so thankful that I was with some other people when this happened. Okay. Um, we rented a vehicle. Let's just say it was a it was a bit of an off-brand. The city that we were in didn't have any rental cars available from, like, any of the maybe name-brand car rental places. So, you know, this is one of those off-airport, um, off-brand oh. rental agencies, okay? And it wasn't... Like, you could tell it wasn't super clean, um, but we really needed a car, and we all piled in, and my colleague said, you know what, I, I just have an instinct that I'm going to play out here. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, I'm going to look around. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, mm, I'm going to look around. Well, there was a gun in the um, glove box, and let's just say that there was some um, illegal material uh, in a <laughs> Ziploc bag under the passenger seat. <laughs> Of the rental car. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So now, so now when I run a car, you know, and there, and, you know, people, some people are like bothered by the fact that you got to like make, make one trip around the car to like, you know, <clears throat> identify any things that are wrong with it in advance. Oh, no, buddy. I open that thing up. I open up every part of it that I can open. Because Ooh, really? I, well, because what? I'm now... Like hyper vigilant. Can you imagine being pulled over in a rental car for some for anything? I mean, right? I don't know about you, but I mean, you know, it might be for me a rolling stop or you know, 
and driving in excess of the speed limit. Like, right, those might be things that I would be pulled over for. And um, and so can you imagine being pulled over for something like that only to discover that, that there was a, a weapon in the glove box and some pot under the seat? I'm just telling you, like, it's other people have driven this car and not everybody is as law-abiding and conscientious as you and me. Yeah, that would not, you know, that would not be a good day. That would not be right? one of your better days. Right, and then, and then how would everybody feel about me coming back and talking about Jesus on air? I'm just saying, like, right? It would be oh, complicated. I, <laughs> you know, I know, it would be so line. complicated, right? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay. Well, so, I, I, uh, yeah, I don't have any stories like oh, that. I have, by the way, never spent weeks in jail. There you go. For anything. Although, I'm telling you, like, it's, it, 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 I am less and less surprised that people have as a part of their witness and testimony that they have for one reason or another spent some time in jail. Like, I, it is, it is becoming increasingly a part of people's um, life story and testimony. And these, these poor people, hundreds of people, hundreds of customers falsely arrested after Hertz reported cars stolen that were actually either not stolen by these people or not stolen at all. So anyway, that's a story to follow and watch in the headline news um, today. Hey, Bill, what else are you thinking about these days? You know, um, <clears throat> well, I'm thinking about the inflation piece. And, hmm. um, you know, for a number of years here, you know, by the way, I'm starting my ninth year here at Faith Radio this month in July. Amazing. Amazing. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? Um, and I I'm just, just want to say publicly how grateful I am to the Faith Radio uh, community, to the management, and to Northwestern, uh, the University of Northwestern, for letting me uh, come on the air for nine years here at Faith Radio. It's just been a, a real privilege. Um, but for a number of times now, I, I keep saying this inflation has to happen because we have too many dollars chasing too few goods. You know, in 2007, we have $1.3 trillion in our economy. Today, we have over $20 trillion. Both parties have contributed to the increase in the influx of money and just this pumping of money into our economy to stimulate it. This inflation had to happen, and it's going to continue for a while. I think it's with us uh, well past the elections, and uh, everybody's going to feel the pinch. This is a tax on wealth but it's also a tax on savings. Those who have borrowed a lot will be able to pay it off with less valuable dollars, which is to their advantage. So this advantages the debtors a little bit. Um, but, you know, uh, to me, this is just a natural consequence of us putting too much money into the economy and, and trying to save people uh, from a lot of economic pain. People are having a little fun with us, Bill. They want to know what I did with the gun and what I did with the car. <laughs> well, Carmen, wasn't that how you funded your trip to Aruba? Oh, it's just crazy. Yeah, this is why I don't leave the country. Yeah, because people would be suspicious of why and how. Okay, uh, no, we uh, we immediately uh, drew the attention uh, to the concern of the people inside the rental place. We actually left in a different vehicle uh, while the police responded to <clears throat> what was in the car. There you go. To to wrap that story up with a bow. 
I know. Oh, you know I know. Travel stories with Carmen. I have, that should be I have lived some. No, I know. Where in the world is Carmen and what in the world is she doing is a bit would be the bigger question, right? It's not just a question of where. It's a question of what and who. There you go. Bill, as always, uh, you have delighted the hearts of uh, of each of us this morning. Uh, Jim in Simsbury is particularly thankful for your wisdom and oh, your grace. Thank you. thank People are appreciative this morning of your of your laugh. Uh, hey, we haven't heard Bill laugh in a while. That is good to hear. There you go. There you go. There's any else. <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Hi. Hey, we love uh, you. Thank you so much. You guys can check in with Bill English at BibleAndBusiness.com. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LeBurge, and this is Faith Radio. Where in the word are you today? Yeah. Where in the word are you today? If you've never heard me ask that question, then welcome to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LeBurge. This is Faith Radio. Yeah, I like to uh, I like to know where you are in the word of God. What is God teaching you? Um, where in the scriptures are you spending your time? So I'm in Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 this morning. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith, who, for the joy set before him, endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. So much in this passage that we could spend time talking about. I just want to highlight um, what God was impressing upon me in my reading of it this morning. For the joy set before him, Jesus endured the cross. For the joy set before him, Jesus endured the cross. So I want you to go there in your mind, uh, in your mind's eye right there. Go to the approach to Calvary. Can you see, can you see Jesus standing there in view of Calvary? In view of that hill outside the city of Jerusalem, he's been arrested, stripped, mocked, beaten, tried, flogged, crown of thorns on his head. He's now standing there in view of the hill where people are crucified. Can you see him standing there? For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. How do you explain that? Well, the only way I could explain it is that Jesus is actually like leaning and looking around the cross to the glory of a people reconciled to God. I mean, he endures the cross for the joy of our reconciliation with God through his act upon the cross. He saw the cross from a long way off. Jesus saw the cross from creation. He saw the cross from uh, the condensation when he is when when he condescends to human reality. He saw the cross from his incarnation. He saw the cross from his conception. He saw the cross from Galilee and Capernaum and Samaria and Jericho. Jesus saw the cross from the mountain of transfiguration. Jesus saw the cross from the sea of Galilee and the Kidron Valley and the upper room and the garden of Gethsemane. 
the cross was always before him. And he turned his face toward it and he endured the cross for the glory and the joy on the other side. Jesus leaned around the cross and saw you reconciled through his act upon the cross to God. For the joy set before him, Jesus endured the cross. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LeBurge. This is Faith Radio. We have an exciting conversation up next with James Barnett. He is the president of Dayspring, which is one of the world's largest Christian social expression companies. You probably know them um, like as a card company, right? Dayspring Cards. Um, he has a new book called Blue Skies, How to Live in Extraordinary Expectation of What's Around the Corner. That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. Because I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody all about somebody who saved my soul. James Barnett is joining us now. He is the president of Dayspring. You may know them um, most readily as a card company. I love my Dayspring cards that come in boxes on many themes. Um, James is also an author. He is a brother in Christ. His book debut uh, is Blue Skies, How to Live in Extraordinary Expectation of What's Around the Corner. James, welcome to Mornings with Carmen. Well, good morning, Carmen. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. So one of um, my kind of go-to encouragement and phrases is expect always the unexpected and anticipate miracles, knowing that with God all things are possible. So I immediately resonated with blue skies. Um, maybe share with folks what um, what comes before the book in order that uh, God then draws the book out of you. Well, I call it life experience, you know, <laughs> that thing that you, you go through life. And, and as a believer, I became a believer at a young age, and, and I was always— um, you know, pursuing God, you could say, and and yet most of most of my first twenty or thirty years was much more about me. And it was, hey God, uh, I've got this plan, and would you come and join me? I, I, and and when He did, and when he, when He sort of answered my prayers, I would rejoice. And when He didn't, I'd say, why God? You know, why? What's going on? And uh, it was uh, a time in my thirties that I went to a conference, and uh, the theme of that conference was, are you driven or are you called? Mm-hmm. And that that time that weekend was a huge pivot point for myself and my wife as we, you know, I wanted to say I was called, but I didn't really understand calling. And I, but I had to leave and say I was really a driven person to achieve, but I was really much more about me. And I began to ask, stop and ask a, a different set of questions. And that question was, why, instead of why God, uh, I would ask, what God? What are you doing, God? What are you up to, God? And that began to change my entire perspective. And I've been on that journey the last 30 years of discovering what has God up to next and uh, trying to live in a, in a way where I keep my focus there. And that, that has been the a few years ago, I thought, well, Lord, you know, what do I have to share to this next generation that, that can make a difference? People have invested in me and, and uh, I've followed other people and, and through scripture and through other authors and 
this was the result of that, that I really believe that, you know, there's a lot of clouds, a lot of challenges in life we have. Uh, if you live long enough, you're going to have plenty of challenges, but there's always blue skies and sunshine. God is always there. He's always got a good plan ahead. Even on the cloudiest days, there are always blue skies and sunshine to be found. You just need to know where to look. That's a, that's a takeaway from James Barnett in his brand new book, Blue Skies. Um, talk with us about that, because the look is a part of this conversation. Uh, you just need to know where to look. You also know, need to know how to look. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. Well, you know, I, I have a little, you know, way to say things that, that I, I joke with people a bit. I said, you know, do you think I, it, you, I get up every morning with optimism? I'm excited. Everything is wonderful. And, and, you know, and the truth is that's just not always the, the case, right? We have, we have things, times wake up and we're not so excited, but yet God is always there. And I just, I've found that I have to do three things and that it's something that you even learned in grade school, uh, you know, when, is that you have to stop, look and listen. And, you know, what helps me every morning that I've been doing the last 20 years is I pray a simple prayer. And that prayer, when I, before I even really almost get out of bed, most mornings, I say, God, you have a plan today and it's not mine. I've got a lot of plan on my calendar, Lord, but you can move anything that you want. Help me to watch and listen and then obey. And that prayer has really helped me sort of stop, look, and listen, of stop and ask the right questions, look in the right places, and listen to the right voices. Let's face it, we, we've got a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of things to look at today, and, and how do we look at the right things? How do we discern truth? And you know, that, that only comes with, with time with the Lord, time with the Scripture, of what I you know, look at in Ephesians 1, 17, where look with the eyes of your heart. Is, is, it's not just you know, our physical eyes, but the spiritual eyes. We have to see God for who he is and, and then listen to his voice. Uh, you know, it's not, not our voices, but we have to be looking for him. And, and so that's really what is the driving force of helps me see blue skies. It helps me see that God is always working, even amidst the hard stuff that we have. So I was taking notes and I got look in the right places and listen to the right voices, but I missed the little tag after the word stop. Is it stop at the right times? Stop and ask the right questions. Oh, see, stop. see, I'm so stop, glad I asked. Stop and stop ask and the ask right the right questions. questions. We, you know, we're, when we, you know, I know that some of us are really bad about asking for directions when we're going somewhere. You know, I use the, <laughs> I use the national park trips uh, uh, that we took for our, we, our families over about 15 years. We went to, 44 national parks. And that's when I really began to see God work. And, you know, but if you aren't looking in the right places and listening to the right voices, but the truth is, if you don't stop and ask for directions, sometimes, you know, we have to <laughs> ask the right questions, where are we going uh, and what's going on? And so that's really that, that's that for me, it's that I was asking that why question, why God, why does this happen to me? It's not fair. It doesn't seem right. How come someone else always gets this or that? And why do I have this challenge? And that's the, you know, God doesn't tell us that most of the time, but, but the right question is what, what are you doing, God? And how am I joining him and his work? That gets my head up every morning and gets me focused on what is God doing? You know, nowhere in scripture did God join a man or a woman to do anything. It was really, you know, God was saying, Hey, Moses, I've got an assignment for you. 
hey, Noah, you know, hey, Esther, Ruth, I've got this work for you to do. And, and so it was, that's what God does with us. He wants us to join him in his plan. So our, our question has got to be, what are you doing, God? What are you up to? And then look with anticipation of moving to that next step. I love that. Um, I love that. You know, what is God is what is God doing? Where is God going? And how can I uh, join Him? Not not how can I get God to do what I what I want to do or I have planned, but how can I get on board and move in the direction and on the path that that God has laid out? That's just fantastic. James Barnett is our conversation partner. He is the author of Blue Skies: How to Live in Extraordinary Expectation of What's Around the Corner. This is part um travel log. This is actually a really good, wonderful. Um, summer read, maybe with uh, even your teenagers or your young adults who might be home from college, um, because there's lots of adventure and good family uh, stories in here, as well as being a a real a real guide to discipleship. It's a real guide to discipleship. So we're going to continue our conversation in just a moment. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LeBurge, and this is Faith Radio. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Mornings with Carmen. As you know, this is a rebroadcast of the live radio show featured on the Faith Radio Network. There is a lot going on at Faith Radio, tons of free resources just waiting for you and for you to share at MyFaithRadio.com. My guess is you spend a fair amount of time on social media. So where do you spend your time? Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube? Well, have you followed or liked Faith Radio on those platforms? I would invite you to do so. I'm there as well. If you want to check out uh, my personal pages, you could connect with me individually. We would love to have you uh, use the resources that we have produced and are creating and posting on social media for you to share with others. We got all kinds of stuff from graphics to, you know, Bible verses. I don't know. There's all kinds of stuff. Go check it out on your social media. Connect with us on Faith Radio social media. And, you know, let's get the word out to others. All right. Back to the show. Again, thanks for listening. Love connecting with you at MyFaithRadio.com. All right, we're continuing our conversation with James Barnett. Uh, he is the president of Dayspring. Hey, did you know that if you go to dayspring.com, you can send a free digital greeting? There's all kinds of like e-cards that you can send for free. How fun is that? So there you go. Well, something, a uh, little joy there. There's uh, daily devotionals and all kinds of things. Yeah, look at that. I am encouraged already. So, um, you know, I, I like things where we're giving them away to one another. So, James, thank you for giving us your time this morning. Thank you um, for uh, your reflections and the stories you tell and really the discipleship adventure you invite us into in Blue Skies. Um, maybe take us into one of uh, the 21 reflections here, because I think it's it's helpful for people to maybe get a sense of the adventure tales that are included in the book. So I don't I don't care if you go to Mules in a Canyon or uh, or the one in Florida where, you know, it's a little too close for comfort. Um, So but take us uh, take us somewhere uh, in one of these adventures. Well, you know, the Mules in the Canyon is a great one. That that (laughs) one is what I again, what I do is I I really believe God has us on an adventure, to adventure to know him. And, and again, that doesn't, you know, most adventures, you know, have things that don't go well, that don't, that it's some of those challenges that you're, you're up against. And, and I, I use in the book, you know, what I, at the end of each chapter, what I call a look again, uh, because when you're in these national parks and you've spent, you know, 
months to get prepared and you you drive to these these places and then you do a you know four mile hike six mile hike to get to the top of a mountain and then you look out and you say wow take it in and in this case we were we were we were descending into the into the grand canyon and you know then you you look up you look around and then sometimes you say look over there look over there and, and people go where where and then then they go oh now i see it and you have to look again to see God at work. And this, this trip of the mules in the Canyon was a trip. We were, we were obviously doing the grand Canyon and we had, we got there a little late and we wanted to hike down and we'd had this big plan to go, go down. And so there were about, I think there were nine or 10 of us that day. And, and anyway, we got down to the bottom and we were thinking, man, we're, we need to go all the way down, but, but we got almost the way down. I thought we better turn around before we get back before it gets dark. And, the, the long story going back is a few of us made it back in three hours. Some made it back in four and some made it back in about five and a half. And, you know, what, what I recognized when we got out is that, you know, I was wanting to keep trying to cheer everybody on and, and my wife and a couple of our friends weren't, weren't real excited about being cheered on. <laughs> and uh, I, I, my takeaway there was that looking in was that, you know, silence is sometimes the best choice. <laughs> Is when and sometimes when God is speaking to us, you know, we want to speak back. We want to, you know, say, "Hey, God, well, let me let me help you back." And but there are times in our spiritual journey that the Lord is just saying, "Be still, you know, be quiet, listen, uh, and take in what I'm saying. Take in what the things I put in front of you, and get the right perspective." That's that's what I really try to get across in the book is the adventure of life. Uh, you know, God wants us to stop, look, and listen. But the reality is, we have to work to get that right perspective. And this is one of those times when there are times when we need to be just be quiet and listen, so that God can speak. So you remind me of an experience that we had as a family last summer. We um, we trusted my husband to plan this. <laughs> wonderful uh hiking camping adventure and you know i'm always i'm always trusting that he's taking into account um that i am not as uh physically um i mean my husband is a it, he's just a specimen and i am not and so anyway we um we embark on the 26.6 mile backpacking circuit known as you know maroon bells the four pass loop near aspen colorado um love let it. me just let me just say that four 12,000 foot passes in 4 days is a lot for a person who lives in middle tennessee um, and, you know, goes hiking once a year. So um, let's just say that when you when you acknowledge that um, not everybody wants to be encouraged at all times and that silence is often the best choice. Yes, I would totally concur. I also like you learn so much about yourself. Um, I didn't I didn't really know until this experience last summer that um, I am fine if the drop off is to my left, I am not fine if the drop off is to my right. <laughs> Isn't that weird? But, that you know, weird. I would never I would like never have known that about myself if I hadn't done this like scary once in a lifetime. Jim, I hope you're listening once in a lifetime um, uh, experience uh, of hiking last summer. So I, I resonate with so much in the book and I love the 
I love the invitational, adventuresome approach. I also, I, I think the study guide is particularly helpful in the back. So can you um, tell people a little bit about, about the features in the book? Because I think sometimes it's helpful to have a sense of that from the author. Right. Well, there's there's four parts. I mean, really, I tell a bit of the pre-story of sort of what happened. And and then, then are you driven or are you called the conference? And then the stories, uh, the 15 or so stories that give you a a sense of the adventure of what God is up to and how do you join him and use those adventures to look again. And then uh, the, the last section is uh, the reality is how do you get perspective? How do you look again and see with the eyes of your heart? And then really what I've, I've written the book as what I call a, a want to book, not an ought to book. I, it's, it's a fun read. I wanted to make it a fun read. I wanted it to be something I'd read and say, Hey, that that's something not only was fun, but I can apply to my life every day. And so um, I've, I've tried to make it that way. And at the end of each chapter is what I call the look agains. It's a chance to mm-hmm. stop and just ponder and try to apply that, that uh, principle and that key truth that, that the look again, I've tried to say there. And then at the end, I have just questions and reflections for going deeper. If you, if you want to, you know, go into deeper scriptures and, and the scriptural principles behind these, these, these are not James principles. These are, these are scriptural principles that, that I've learned through the years that have helped me uh, keep perspective because I, I get so much in my way and what I, you know, what I read and what I see and what I hear and, and then, you know, get stuff going on. I have to bring it back to holding scripture in front of culture and keep, keep that focus on the right things. And that's, so that's what I've tried to do in the book and, and lay out a, a, a great read, but some really some nuggets that you can take away and apply to your life every day. I really resonate with um, with each and every one of uh, of the stories and principles that you unpack. So thank you so very much. Um, you guys can check out uh, what James is doing day in and day out at dayspring.com, where he serves as the president. Also invite you um, to check out the book we're talking about today, Blue Skies, How to Live in Extraordinary Expectation of What's Around the Corner. James Barnett, thank you so much for your time today. Well, thank you. I appreciate it so much, Carmen. Absolutely. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LaBurge, and this is Faith Radio. All right. If you haven't been to the website recently, let me invite you to visit MyFaithRadio.com, Faith Radio's biggest book giveaway ever, Bundle Up for Summer. Um, we're giving away literally stacks of resources right now, devotionals, books. Um, this this week's theme is spiritual growth. Uh, and so if you're interested in, in entering um, those drawings, they happen every single week during this month. Faith Radio's biggest book giveaway ever. Go to MyFaithRadio.com and enter that drawing right there. I'd also invite you to click on um, the Share Your Faith Radio story. It's the very next thing up on the website as you scroll down. Um, and it really, we would love to know how listening to this program, how li- how listening to Faith Radio has help to strengthen your relationship with God. I'd love to hear the influence that that this ministry has had. What do you appreciate about it? What's your faith radio story? Love to have uh, have you share that. You can sign up for the verse of the day. 
Um, there are ways if you've if you've never gotten a welcome pack from us, um, you can sign up to get one of those. Instructions for downloading the app, things I've written, things Susie Larson has written. I mean, on and on and on. There's a lot of great stuff there. So go check it out. Myfaithradio.com. One more thing um, before we part company today. Um, there's a lot out there about celebrating boredom boredom like right i mean axios has lifted up today um this thing about embracing boredom and the value of boredom hey let me just say that every time the culture says uh, boredom or embracing boredom boredom what they're really talking about is the biblical understanding and idea of rest god actually created us um to to be people who require rest part of that is so we don't begin to become deluded that we are god Part of it is um, that it provides time for us to be with him, reflect with him. So um, get some time alone and rest in the Lord today. Have a great day and God bless. Thanks for listening to this podcast of Mornings with Carmen LaBurge from Faith Radio. If you haven't, you can subscribe to automatically receive the podcast through iTunes or the Google Play Music app. That way you never miss an episode. It's also available anytime at MyFaithRadio.com.